When people are having issues, argument, and having problems among themselves, talk to them, get to advise them, get to mediate between them and stop the issue that is going on between them. But if one party denies or refuses to get to that understanding and settlement, fight that party until they come on the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we come together as people, we will do wrong each other, we will do make things to make each other upset or angry. But the reality here is as a Muslim, whenever things go out of hand and we have done some sort of misunderstanding among each other, the most important thing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not for other parties to fuel the issue that is going on, but rather to start to try and mediate and create some sort of understanding so that we can learn to forgive each other and then life will move on. Why is this so? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying also, Indeed, believers are brothers. Muslims and believers, they are brothers to each other. So because of that, we need to be very mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that Allah will show His mercy upon us as He said, So for us to be able to come together as a community, as Ummah, we need to always try to see how best we can relate to each other. We need to always look at ways in which we can connect with one another. It is very important, brothers and sisters, that when we are there, we should understand that in life, always there are going to be some misunderstanding. That is part of life. It is normal that we do misunderstand each other every now and then. It is very important that we understand that life will not go smoothly without having issue with one another. Just imagine yourself as an individual, sometimes by eating, chewing, you end up, what, biting your own tongue. This is just you. With this issue in your mouth, does that mean that you're going to take the teeth out of the mouth or you're going to just chop up the tongue? No. You tend to reconcile things in your mouth and then life goes on. The same thing applies to if we are one woman, if we are one nation, then if something happens to our brothers and sisters, instead of taking a party to be part of one group against the other, we should rather look for opportunities to mediate and create peace so that people will understand each other. It is okay to disagree. That is part of life. It is okay to disagree. It is not normal in Islam that we all agree on one thing all over. It's not possible. It's not possible. Even the companions of the Prophet ﷺ will disagree on things. 
companions of the prophet will disagree on things. So there's no, nothing wrong when we have our opinion on things. Let's keep our opinions as long as it does not divide the concept of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's understand, regardless of what I believe in, I am a Muslim and you are a Muslim, that is what matters. Let's build from them. Let's not center our attention on the differences. Whoever you have, you can think of, anybody that you know, that you can understand is sit down and look at that person one way. Even within the same household, same parents, same parents in the same house, siblings will have issues with each other. Same parents, the same mom cooking every day, they will have their choice of meal. That to the extent it creates friction on I don't eat this, I don't eat that. So when you look at that, in all of our mujtama, one brother and sister or two brothers or two sisters can have issue or not understanding one another even though they grew up in the same family with the same understanding. If that is the case, take yourself out of this environment, out of this family setting. Someone from different house, different understanding altogether, and you expect that you will have the same mentality and the same understanding, it's not possible. The one that you even grew up in the same house, the same thing applies to husband and wife. You grew up with your father, with your mother, you have understanding of what life is all about. She also grew up with the same family, different family. Both of you are now coming together as husband and wife and you expect that you should always think the same. How would that be possible? We will always have misunderstanding. But we should not center our attention on those things that we have as the, our differences when we know there are more things that will bring us together. So if we are understanding and we are taking decisions from that path, it makes our life easier. And what is this easy that we're talking about? It will bring our mindsets it will bring our mindset on some things that we want to talk about now. Number one, when I understood in my life, I had a way of life, the way I think about things will be totally different from yours. But that does not mean that you are wrong or I'm right. It's more or less to say that we think from different lenses. If I understood that, I can build my argument on that. And in life, that is the best way to think and the best way to build your argument. Before you take things on board, scream about it. Curse, insult, and abuse others. Sit down and analyze yourself properly. Everything that happened in our life, we have ways in which we calculate. Number one. This thing that I'm going to argue about, do I have power over it, or is just that I found myself in it? Number two, what are my what are my differences in that? What do I make? What did I do to achieve that, or what did I do to feel like I have a voice, or I have to argue about it? I need to be thinking about that to draw our attention to that. For instance. If my argument with somebody is to say my race is better than this person's race, my tribe is better than this person's tribe, my language is better than this person's language, when I sit down and ask myself all these three, which part did I play before I achieved that? What did I do extraordinary for me to be an African? What did I do? What is my contribution for the tribe that I found myself from? The question is very simple. I have no choice. No one discussed with me. No one asked my opinion. You're going to be born from African race. Are you happy with that? Now give me some time, let me think about it.
I don't have a say on that. You're going to be born from Asian race. What do you think about it? No, just give me some time. I need to look at the pluses and minuses of being an Asian. Oh, maybe, yes, alhamdulillah, there's going to be curry here, or there's going to be noodle here, or everything. You know, give me some time. You don't have, like, you don't have a choice. It's not your, it's not your doing. These are the realities, brothers. We need to be thinking from that angle. In that sense, I shouldn't be looking at myself because I'm from Asia or because I'm from Africa or because I'm from any other part of the world. I am better than another person from other place just because I'm from this place. Because none of us were given a choice to make for us to choose to see the, the advantages and disadvantages. No. The same thing applies to the language you speak. Not even that. Your name. You will be proud to hit your chest and say, this is my name. My name is this. This is the meaning of the name. I feel like my name is better than your name. Even with that, no one ever discussed with you. We're going to give you this name. What do you think about it? Then you sat down and said, okay, when you Google the name and you saw Hmm, this name has a beautiful meaning, or this name is more popular. For that matter, then you come back to your parents and say, look, I agree with you, give me that name. Or no, 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 when I checked, that name is not, you know, it's not functioning properly, or if not, one of the best names. So change the name. Even your name, you don't have a say on that. Your name, you don't have a say on that. Then you sit down among people and then beat your chest and say, because your name is such and such, you are better than who? How do you know that? So things that you don't have power over, things that you don't have a say on, don't sit down and boast about it. Don't boast about your race. Even Islam, one wahid, even Islam, for you to find yourself in the masjid among Muslims, Wallahi, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyone, anyone that looked down upon another person, just because he got the opportunity to pray five times a day with the Jama'ah, does not know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ma'asiyatun, tu'urithu dhilla, khayrun, wa ta'atun, tu'urithu al-kibra, sharrun. A person to disobey Allah, to commit a sin, and see themselves as, subhanallah, what a weak creature. I'm so ashamed of myself. I'm so embarrassed of myself, standing in front of Allah, disobeying Allah. That person is thousand times better than the one that prays five times a day. They look upon themselves, seeing that they are better. Because it is Allah who guides, not you. Adam alayhi salam, Abu al-Bashar, if you are to ask him, Ya Adam, what do you think of humanity? What do you think of your children? Adam Wallahi will cry to Allah and say, Ya Allah, my son Qabil, please be let him be among good people. But because the choice or the, the choice is not from Adam salam, Allah is the one who chooses, who follows his path. Adam salam has no say, even with his own son, being the prophet of Allah. Come to Nuhu salam. When you ask Nuh, what do you think of the life? He will say, Ya Allah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even indicated in the Quran. Nuh alayhi salam is saying to Allah, Ya Allah, my son. Allah is saying to him, no, it's not your son. Kana'an could not obey his father because the choice is not for Nuh alayhi salam. Allah is choosing those that he wants. Come to Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim salam, when he said, Ya Allah, I'm asking, forgive my dad. Allah told Ibrahim, never ask me what you don't have knowledge about. Ibrahim, not only a prophet, not only a messenger, he is one of Ulul Azmi Mina Rusul. If you count the creation of Allah in terms of order, Ibrahim salam, is number two in Allah's creation. He is behind the Prophet Muhammad. Number two in Allah's creation. Imagine the voice he could have got. Ibrahim is the one that Allah called him by himself as Ummah. By himself, he is the nation. But his father could not. 
We don't go into whether it's real father or uncle, as the debate of scholars said, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made mention his father as a, that's what we saw. Lut alayhi salam, he is the cousin of Ibrahim alayhi salam. His wife, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I'm not interested in him. So, do you think if you are associated with a prophet, so automatically you go to Jannah? What of these prophets that we made mention? Fir'aun, that everyone knows. Of course, Fir'aun of all people, yes, his wife is going to Jannah. Is it Allah's doing? Fir'aun, yes, Fir'aun of all people. He was the one who looked after Musa, who is number three in Allah's creation. You could have said, Musa being in the house of this tyrant, he could have been the bad person. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has nothing to do with that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, He is the one, He is the one who will take the dead child from the dead mother or the, the dead child from the mother that survives or he will take the child alive and man goes. Fir'aun, yes of course, but from his house we got Musa alayhi salam. You just keep going, you can see the examples. Look at the one after Musa alayhi salam crossed the ocean straight away. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed people the signs of his power. That is where you can say, Iman, what you heard and what you see, the Iman is totally different. When you are told something and you believe in that, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, your Iman is amazing. But when you see it with your own eyes, the people that were with Musa alayhi salam, they crossed the ocean in front of their own eyes. The sea split into two and they walk through. Do they need any evidence again? No. But amongst them was Musa Samiri. Scholars said Musa Samiri was looked after by Jibreel alayhi salam. That is why he said, I saw the sign of the movement of the Rasul, which is Jibreel alayhi salam, and I collected the footstep of Jibreel alayhi salam. When Musa alayhi salam went to communicate with Allah, Musa Samiri was the one who brought the idea, let's make a calf and worship. After seeing the majesty of Allah, straight away disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's Allah that chose Look at the Prophet Sallallahu last night we had the talks. His own uncle Abu Talib. His own uncle. Just say the words, it's enough for me to stand in front of Allah, to bear witness for you. He couldn't. The Prophet Sallallahu was sad. What did Allah say? Muhammad, don't interfere in these affairs. You cannot guide whomever you want. Guidance is from Allah. So those things that we make mention, if you are going to sit on that and see yourself better than somebody, then you are wrong. Now, let's look at things that maybe you might think, if this way does not work, I can then take advantage of this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Ya Allah, amanu, la yaskhar qawmun min qawmin. Do not ridicule each other, make fun of each other, tease each other. For indeed, those that you're making fun of, maybe in front of Allah they are better than you. Maybe in front of Allah they are better than you. So, we're not talking about the other aspect that we say we don't have a choice, like our race, we don't have a choice. Our name, we don't have a choice. Our language, we don't, we don't have choice for that. So you cannot be part of that. But what are you going to be part of on top of another person? I have a better car than you. My car is better than yours. I have a better house than you. You know, I have a better job than you do. Look at my lifestyle, it's amazing. That is what you're going to look at and say you are better than somebody, isn't it? That's what I'm going to draw your attention on. Do not ridicule each other. Answer, maybe, maybe that person is better than you. When I 
sisterhood means the same thing applies to sisters. Sisters do not be ridiculing each other. Maybe those ladies you are making fun of, they are better than you. You might say, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, everyone praise me of my duty. MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, I got a better job, or I'm in the workforce, she's not working, I got this, I got that. Those things that you got, every single one of it is a test on you. Everything that is in front of you that you feel you are better than somebody, that is a test on you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us regarding this. وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ وَلَا تَنَابَزُوا بِالْأَنْقَارِ Do not defame one another. Do not tease and call each other names. If you call the name, the person said, I don't like it, leave it there. Do not tease, do not defame, do not look down upon one another. Don't call each other with offensive nicknames. Do not call each other with offensive nicknames just to look down upon each other. Why is it so Allah SWT is saying, How evil is it? Allah has guarded you. Allah has given you Iman. And you went out of your way to start going out of the way? Allah has guided you, supported you, made you on the right path, and you decided you are living the way. By doing that, you are living the way. Here, we're not talking about you not praying. No, you pray, you fast, you do all this. But the moment you tease each other, call each other name, look down upon each other, defaming each other, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying this is fisk. When we say someone is fasik, a Muslim can be fasik. Now Muslim can be fasik. A Muslim that is living the right path is called fasik. Drunkard, a thief, committing zina, committing all the that is fawahish. So when you do that, you are fasik. You are living the way. All people who do evil act and they are proud of it, they are fasuk. They have become fasik. So Allah SWT says, woe unto you after the belief, the iman that has been given to you, now you are taking yourself out of your way. Woman lam yatu. Allah subhanahu ta'ala works. Fa'ulaiki humu fa'alimun. Anyone who commits or found themselves in this attitude, this behavior, and do not repent, then they are among the wrongdoers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has openly advised us. And we always say, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us, Musa alayhi salam, when he came, he came with the same religion as I did. Isa alayhi salam came with the same religion. Ibrahim alayhi salam came with the same religion. All the prophets you can think of, they came with the same religion. But Allah has given me something unique, the Prophet said. What is that in Ya Rasulullah? He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me something unique which is to come and perfect your way of life. I have been sent to come and perfect your way of life. What is this perfection? That is to wake up in the morning and understand you don't have power. For indeed, anything that happened, you don't have any strength. You don't have any trick except with Allah. So anything that you find yourself in, when it is good, you are praising Allah knowing that it is Allah who is doing it. And because of that, if Allah is the one doing it, when you see someone not lucky enough like you, what do you do? You pray for Allah to guide that person. You don't blame that person. You don't insult that person. You don't curse that person. Why? Because you know that person don't have power to do it by himself. Because you did not do it. It's Allah that guided you. And only Allah can guide that person. Because of that, you are asking, Ya Allah, guide my brother. Ya Allah, guide my sister for what they are doing. It is not they are doing. It is just that they don't have your guidance. 
And Michael will tell the angels, bear witness, I will protect this person not to fall into those traps. But the moment you start looking down upon them, cursing them, insulting them, then Allah will twist things around. You will find yourself in their behavior and they will be in your situation. May Allah protect us. The companions of the Prophet has, the Prophet has this amazing companion that was so funny. This guy would always create laughter to the Prophet and would laugh in front in public. Everyone likes this guy, but for some reason, Allah has tested this man with alcoholism. He drinks a lot. The Prophet loves him. He is the one who went to the market, saw beautiful fruit on the plate, and said, I'm going to buy the whole fruit. They said, are you sure? He said, yes, come with me. I'm buying it for the Prophet He brought the fruit seller all the way to the masjid and said, Ya Rasulullah, I saw this beautiful fruit and I can only think of you. So I'm buying it for you. The Prophet was happy and said, thank you for that. And he said, but you have to pay the people because I don't have money. The Prophet paid and then shared the fruit. This guy would always drink alcohol and he would be brought in the masjid and they would flock him. The companions got tired of him. They started cursing him. What sort of person are you? Can't you tired of this behavior? Always drinking. Oh, the Prophet turned and warned them and said, never curse him. Why? Don't you know that he loved Allah and his messenger? Look at him. He drinks. He will be flocked in the masjid. Tomorrow he will go and drink again. When the companions got tired of his behavior, they started cursing and the Prophet said, never. Why? Because he loves Allah and his messenger. So now, that person that you're looking down upon, do you know his connection with Allah? When Allah is warning, Anyone that hates someone that I love, I have declared war between myself and that person. You don't know the relationship between Allah and his servants. And you sat down. The only thing you can do is to curse them, is to insult them, is to abuse them. And you think you're going to go to Jannah? Where did you learn this? Because the Prophet if you are following his sunnah, he never insulted even an animal. Bad language never, never came out of his mouth. So where are you getting yours? Because it's not the teachings of the Prophet So when we understand this, that will then take us to these teachings of Quran again. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Ya waladheena a'monishtanibu kathiran mina vanna. All you who believe, avoid many suspicions. In the bad of for indeed some suspicions are sinful. Listen carefully. Allah did not say, Do not have suspicion, but some suspicion. Because there are some suspicions that are accepted and are praised. Allah is saying, Always, when you want to have any suspicion for a believer, Always have good thoughts. You see your fellow brother or sister in an environment where in your mind the only thing that will come is the person is doing something bad. Try the best to get some excuses to be able to decorate that environment that you saw that person so that your heart will not see the person in filth. Where this person is, subhanAllah, as a Muslim, will you go to that place? No. Start thinking, mashallah. This brother, will he go out of his way to go into this environment just to try to call people towards Allah? What are you doing here? You are trying to train your heart not to be looking down upon that person. You are avoiding within your nest not to have any bad expectation or thought of your brother. And always, you should always have good vulnerability, Allah. Have hopes. Calamities before. He said, if not because Allah loves me, why would he bring this to me? Because Allah loves me. That's why he brought this trouble. 
everything that happened in your life in good. You don't see anything wrong with that. Because you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi more than he loves anyone else. Yet, two months in pregnancy, his dad passed away. Yet, by the age of six, his mom passed away. That is the one Allah loves him more than anyone else. Yet, by the age of eight, his grandfather went. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Who had how many kids? He buried all his kids whilst he still alive. Only Fatima lived after him. And she lived barely eight months after him. Is it a curse? No. He said, when Allah loves you, he will try you. That is why the Prophet will sit down with his companions and talk about other prophets so that they can take lessons from them. He did that to the extent his companions will not relate anything to him because he is Muhammad, the son of Abdullah. They don't see anything extraordinary about him. They sat down in the masjid. This one will say, SubhanAllah, Adam, Adam is the person Allah said, I created him with my own hands. This one will say, when you're talking about Adam, look at Noah alayhi salam. Are you talking about no? What of Ibrahim Halilu Rahman? Are you talking about Ibrahim? What of Isa Ruhullah? Are you talking about Ruh? What of Musa Kalimullah? They will talk about other prophets and be amazed with what Allah has given them. None of them will think about the prophet in any way. He is just their comfort, their friend. The son of Abdullah. They are in this situation one day, the Prophet entered the masjid. He stood there for some time to listen what they got to say. And he said to them, Sami'itu qawlakum wa ajabakum. I heard your words and your wondering, things that you were wondering about. In kana Adam safwatul anbiya fahuwa kazalik. As you had mentioned, Adam being selected of Allah's creation, when he created it with his own hands, what you said is true, that is true. In kana Isa ruhullah fahuwa kazalik. As you had mentioned, Isa being the spirit of Allah, that is true. In kana Musa kalimullah fahuwa kazalik. As you may mention, Musa communicate with Allah direct, that is true. In kana Ibrahim alayhi rahman fahuwa kazalik. As you said, Ibrahim is beloved of Allah, wallahi that is true. But one thing you forgot is, wa ana habibullah. I am the beloved of Allah. On the day of Qiyamah, I will be the one holding the flag of praise. And Adam, and anyone you can think of, will be under that flag of mine. Because of what? I am the leader of children of Adam. Not because of boasting. But look at what the Prophet has gone through in his life. He is the one who Allah on the day of Qiyamah. If he does not knock the door of Jannah, Allah, no one enters. If the Prophet does not ask for judgment to start, Wallahi, we will be waiting. Not even one day, not even thousand days. Allah is telling us one day on the day of Qiyamah, it's a day equivalent to 50,000 years. One day. The Prophet said, Wallahi, people will go to Adam. Adam will say, I can't do it. We'll go to any prophet you can think of. They say, no, today we don't want to face Allah. We don't want Allah to even remember some of the things that we did, which Allah is not happy with. People will come to the Prophet on that day and he will be saying, Ananaha, Ananaha. Today is my day. Today is my day. He will get up and prostrate under the arch of Allah. And Allah will say, Ya Muhammad, come. Get up. Today is not the day of sujood. No one is allowed to speak on this day. But you, Muhammad, kul tusma. Say you will be heard. Wasal tu'ta. And ask whatever you want. It will be given to you. That is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Allah has tested him. So when you find yourself in the test from Allah, then you appraise and you know what? You embrace it. I said, Allah is going to reward me for this. I'm not going to complain. Allah is not the one you go and complain to people. See what Allah has done to me. No. 
and don't even try it. What you can complain about or talk about should be the blessings of Allah upon you. Because the Prophet is saying, shukur. To talk about the blessings of Allah upon you is a way of saying thank you. To keep quiet when Allah bless you. People will not talk about how much was increased in their pay, the extra time they did, the money in their account, they don't talk about it. But when things happen, they lost money, everyone knows what is going on in their life. That's ungratefulness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, most suspicion is haram. Stay away from that. And wallahi, when Allah put words down, sit down and analyze, assess it, and you will appreciate what Allah is saying. You will understand when they said Quran is mujiza, yes, it's really. Do not spy on one another. What else? Do not be angry or upset or creating issue or creating conflict with each other. And Allah is asking, Will any one of you, are you okay to eat the flesh of your brother who is dead? Fakari tomorrow. Of course, no one wants to. And Allah is saying, Wattakullah, then fear Allah. Inna Allah tawwabu rahim. Indeed, Allah, out of mercy, with all this warning, Allah is bringing you closer, telling you, look, I know you are weak. Indeed, Allah is most forgiving. Now, when we look at this verse in Surah Al-Mujarat, Allah is talking about this. I want us to look at how these things are in chain. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He warned us about suspicion and says, stay away from it. Now, how does it work? You know, when you suspect somebody, something, what comes after that is when you want to affirm it. You have suspicion. Now you want to get concrete, you want to get evidence. So what do you do after that? You spy on that person. After suspicion, you start to what? Spy. So Allah SWT is saying, do not have suspicion, and then and do not spy on one another. Now, when you spy on one another, it leads to what? Romo. Now you're going to start sending information here and there. And Allah said, Do not talk or spread rumor about each other. So you can see your suspicion has led you to what? Spying on each other. Spying on each other has led you to what? What? Sharing false allegation. So you can understand what suspicion is all about. When the boy called the girl inside, he said, I want to show you something. When they got in the house, he said, no, we have to go in the room. When they went in the room, he said, no, I want to shut the window. When he shut the window, she said, what do you want to show me? Then he put the hand in the pocket and brought something and said, I got this amazing watch. It glows in the darkness. If you look at the chain of action, come, I want to tell you something. Let's go in the house. No, 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 let's go in the room. No, the room is too light. Let's turn the light off. Shut the doors. Shut the windows. What comes into people's mind? And what happened after that? I have this watch that glows in darkness. I want to show you. So, in a nutshell, as human, because of your mental problem, because of your personal desire and behavior, you think for people the same thing about you. If you are in a group of people that they said, we're going to save money to do something. We've selected Mr. A to keep the money. Because you don't trust yourself, you will be thinking Mr. A will what? Take that money because this is you. So the way you think about others is telling you who you are. If you trust yourself, you will not have any doubt. 
Even if that person has no sense with him and they say they're going to trust him with money, you will believe that he's going to keep it. Why? Because you trust yourself. So the moment you see, you start having doubts of, of, of people, you start thinking negatively, you need to start asking Allah to forgive you because you have a bad character. Because that is you. Because that brother you saw there, that sister you saw there, is your mirror. The way you see them is who you are. If you see them to be good people, wallahi, you are a good person. If you start seeing something else, check yourself, you have a problem. No one is an angel. No one came from Allah said that, no, you, alhamdulillah, you've been guaranteed. We don't need to have any question about you. No one. We all have our shortcomings. That is part of being human. But if we learn to do the right thing, Allah wa ta'ala, then this mercy will be upon us. To conclude, as we started, Allah wa ta'ala said, Indeed, believers are brothers. So that brethren has nothing to do with your race, has nothing to do with your color, has nothing to do with your language, has nothing to do with where you were born. As we may mention, we don't have a choice where our parents, even our parents, we couldn't even choose. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying again, Ya Awanas, O people, We indeed created you, we Zakari, from male, wa unta, and female. And we made you nations and tribes. Why, Allah? Why did you make us nations and tribes? When we are all from Adam, we should look the same. Allah said, no, I did that. Lita arafu, so that you may know one another. Who is this? Ah, this brother is so and so, from so and so tribe, or from so and so country. Oh, easy to identify that person. That's all. That does not make person from such place become better than anyone else. And we give this example, sometimes when we sit down and look at ourselves, we see sometimes within our mujtama, our gathering, Muslims looking down upon fellow Muslims just because of where they come from. We're talking about caste system, where people are even looking at the color of their skin to feel like they are better than other people. And the simple question you want to ask, when an Arab person says he is better than somebody because his Quran, the Quran is written in his language, the prophet is an Arab, the first question that you want to ask is, is Abu Jan any other apart from Arab? <laughs> Who drank alcohol before Allah said, don't drink alcohol? Is it abolitionary? No. The reality here is every single nation has good and bad. Do not see yourself superior upon other. That is what the Quran is telling you. No one is perfect. No one is better. And every single time and every single generation, you will go and see the reality. Those who go to Umrah and Hajj will bear witness and testify. When you meet people from all different places and they stand in front of the Kaaba, it's not about the tribe. It's not about a nation. It's about Ibad rahman Servants of Allah. It's about the youth of Rahman. It's about Allah's guests, not because you are from such and such. So these are the things we need to understand. Allah SWT says, these changes that you saw is nothing but for you to identify and know each other. But if you want to know who is better, this is the secret. If you want to know who is better, this is the secret. The best amongst you in front of Allah, those who have more Iman. So you see here, Allah has put you into a situation. Because of what everyone you see has Iman. How is it so? Iman is not in our action. It's not in our clothing. It's not about, no. Iman is in our heart. And in that heart, you cannot identify how, how Iman is in someone's heart. Which means that everyone is a potential believer. Don't look down upon anyone. Everybody 
in front of you is better than you. You want to be like them or better, but not because you are better than them. If you cannot open someone's chest and see if they have iman or not, be careful looking down upon them. You will be playing with fire. Maybe that person you're looking in front of, you, thinking he's nobody. Wallahi, maybe when you are to stand in front of Allah, they raise their hand, Allah will answer them thousand years before Allah look at you. The person that says it will never act for Even if that person is dusty, dirty, as you can see. Wallahi, some people's iman can move mountains from Wallahi. Some people's iman in Allah, Wallahi, can move mountains. And you are standing there thinking you are amazing. It's not about being a scholar, iman is not about that. You can memorize the Quran thousand times, but you are nobody in front of Allah. Maybe even Allah is not interested in your Ibadah. But that person you look down upon, Allah is waiting for them to lift their hand and then he answer. To conclude, we talk about this poor man with the name Abdullah ibn Mubarak. This Abdullah ibn Mubarak was from Sham. Abdullah ibn Mubarak saved money many years to go to Hajj. The year that his money was set, now he's planning to go to Hajj. He collected the money, everything, said goodbye to most people. At night, he was coming from the masjid. In the darkness, he just saw a lady rushing out of the garbage bin. Because he's out of norm, he rushed towards her and said, what are you doing there? That lady was crying and she was saying, please, don't interfere in my affairs. I lost my husband. With three kids, how many days in my house, no food? I was passing by this afternoon, I saw the dead chicken here, and I thought tonight no one can see me, I can grab this and then help myself and my children. Abdullah ibn Mubarak wasn't a rich person. The money he gathered to go to Hajj, he went and brought all the money and gave it to the lady. He was rather crying. Where would we be in a society when a woman with offers being in this society and no one can take care of them. All the money he saved to go to Hajj, he gave it to this lady and he couldn't go to Hajj that year. People went to Hajj. Everything went on successful as usual. The Khalifa at that time, after performing Hajj, he was relaxing behind the Kaaba and then he fell asleep. In that sleep he had a dream. He was being told, Allah, this year, the people who've performed Hajj, Allah was not amazed with any one of them. Allah, if not because of Abdullah ibn Mubarak, no one's Hajj could have been accepted this year. This man has not gone to Hajj. The Iman he had with the poverty to sacrifice his Hajj for a poor woman in the society. Those who went to Hajj, their Hajj was accepted because of him. So sometimes, you will go looking for Allah somewhere, not knowing where you uh, where is where Allah SWT is. You look down upon each other. We disrespect each other. We don't see each other with any qima. And we always try to remind each other, Wallahi, that person sitting next to you, can be someone that Allah loves so much in this world that if you are connected to that person, you are free on the day of the end. But unfortunately, blindness, because of what you put in you as the lens of assessing good people, is about dunya. You don't look into the person's action. You don't see how connected the person is with Allah. You leave that person, go far away looking for Allah, not knowing that close to you. That person, if you could have even passed on a bread to him, that could have been enough for you for the day of the year. So when we talk about Islam and our Iman, it's not a big work. It's not something extraordinary. Very important when we start with Muamala, taking care of each other. When Allah will tell ask a servant on the day of the year, I was sick, you did not visit. I was hungry, you did not feed. A servant to say, Ya Allah, 
How can you be sick? How can you be hungry? And he said, that your neighbor, that your friend, so, so, so. If you could have fed them, you would find me there. If you could have visited them, you would have find me there. So taking care of each other is very important. Feeling that we are all equal is very important to the extent you always look that ah, everyone is better than me. I am the worst one in the Mushtama. May Allah have mercy on our teachers. Well, my, our teacher, when he is to come and give khutbah, in a good o'clock, 12 o'clock in the morning, he is going through his khutbah. You will enter and see him in his own room. He is reading his khutbah, crying. You are thinking, Sheikh, why? said, I'm scared if I go and stand in front of people telling them to fear Allah and I don't fear Allah. I don't want to go and tell them, yeah, you are not a top of Allah when within myself I have arrogance. <laughs> so I have fear within myself. How am I going to approach Allah? So that fear is making me cry. To the extent, before I tell people I'm telling myself, when I point my hand to them, I'm looking at the rest of my fingers on me. These are the people who understood their business with Allah. It's not about them being the decorated sheikh and whatever. It's not about that. It's Amal. It's Amal. So let's understand. Let's respect one another. Let's take care of one another. Let's be mindful the way our negative thoughts come to each other. Let's try the best to embrace each other. Be the source of happiness with your brother. Be the reason why your brother will feel happy and comfortable. Don't be the source of misery. Don't let your brother see you and his heart start beating because you're going to cause issue. Be the one who brings peace and comfort. When we do that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be with us. So in a nutshell, that is our discussion today. That is our reminder. Subhanakallahumma alhamdik. Nashara la ilaha illa anta wa istakfirka wa natubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma ayasifun. Wa salamun alayhi wa salim. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.